This is uh, Dialogue, a podcast from an American Mosaic. Welcome to the uh, 100th episode. It's been quite a journey. It started uh, almost uh, four years ago. So much has changed, yet uh, much has remained the same. It's hard to imagine uh, four or five years ago a podcast was a new idea. For me, it seemed to make sense uh, to start a podcast uh, as a way to uh, share a lot of the conversations uh, for my project in American Mosaic, uh, which I started uh, going around the country uh, talking to strangers I would meet um, wherever uh, I would find them on streets and bars and uh, restaurants, uh, hotels, uh, college campuses. And I would just start talking to them about uh, what was on their mind in life. And of course, we had uh, come off uh, a political uh, revolution, perhaps, uh, with the election of Donald Trump. And uh, so many things changed and uh, seemed to catch a lot of people by surprise. I think we know now that we are in definitely a changed America. So many things have changed uh, as a result of, of the politics and perhaps the divisiveness that's uh, taken over the country. And then, of course, the pandemic, uh, which uh, seemed to fuel uh, the divisiveness and, uh, and the change that was taking place. I've had uh, so many uh, wonderful conversations uh, with uh, so many different people. Uh, what a diverse uh, group. Uh, uh, young, old, uh, people of different walks of life uh, from different parts of the country. And one thing I've realized is that our places certainly influence uh, who we are and, uh, and how we think about things. I've kind of collected uh, some sound bites, uh, little bits of uh, conversations, and kind of put something together for uh, this uh, podcast. I think it's kind of interesting, and I think while some of it uh, is obviously uh, two or three, four years uh, ago, it's still uh, relevant today and interesting to listen to. It represents uh, us and uh, who we are and what we're thinking. There's uh, no uh, special order uh, to any of this. It's just, this is us. I, oh man, what, if, what are my kids inheriting? For the right to even have birth control. I'm a free market, I'm a free market guy. I don't want that man reforming my laws. Misogyny is actually more pervasive than even racism. Um, because we've been very comfortable for a long time. And it causes divisiveness. And, you know, when you lose your job, you lose your home, the family split, right? It's a lot of pressure. I saw so many families in that restaurant crying. I was able to hang on to the business. Unfortunately, we lost our house. I'm very frightened for things I'll see in my life. Mexican? I'm, I'm light. And I said, yeah. She goes, well, well, then you are a wetback. People do complain about what's going on in the government. But I think people expect too much from the government. So knowledge is, is a dangerous, powerful thing, and it can be used for good and it can be used for bad. A lot of what's happened is we're taking knowledge and we're, we're changing it. We're changing the truth and how we show it, how we see it. But as long as you have Christians and Christian leaders who are still trying to get people to, um, you know, just keep attacking the left, you know, like the us versus them mentality, as long as you have leaders who are um, perpetuating that message, we're not going to change. Um, someone told me that it was irresponsible of me to have children in this political climate. 
it's just kind of, it is scary for me to think of my kids like facing that. And there's not a whole lot like I can do as a mom other than teach them right from wrong. I mean, it, I don't care what he done in the locker room and he's going to get people here to work. Then you've got the other classes. And culture and society today is division. And when we're hungry and when we're scared, think that we can't go back. We're bigger than a political situation. An article, you rant about something, and the people that are following you, they like you. People are in information science. You can't even put your kid on the bus without wondering if they're going to come home. There is too much division, I think, in this country. Expect too much from the government. So, what's your name all about? And I say, what? He's like, yeah, your name. I'm like, my name is Ahmed. It's Turkish. People really thought that racism was dead. At least for now, we still have our voice. We just wanted to drain the swamp and start over. It is not a career for him. So it's a new America. I think we, we can survive in any situation. But I don't want them to have to fight for basic rights. It's uh, kind of a little sampling about uh, some of the things that uh, you people are saying, uh, things that are on their mind. Um, lots of different subjects come up. At the end, uh, I don't know if it rakes uh, a particular point, but I think it does show the uh, diversity of uh, some of the thinking. A political argument shouldn't be something that divides us, but I will tell you that this last election uh, that I worried at one point was actually going to do irreparable harm to our family. There's such a disconnect between politicians and their constituents. I mean, I think a lot of people just woke up, well, not even woke up, they fell asleep that night that Trump got elected, and they woke up to a new America. So it's a new America. I thought I hated the 50s, and now it would be wonderful to have them back. The plant closed, it really hurt James real bad, and it was like two years after we bought the restaurant. I mean, everybody was hurting, and I saw so many families in that restaurant crying. If the market starts doing crazy things, everybody's going to lose. They're afraid. They're angry. And it doesn't matter what political anything. Even in the tech world, these are the people who have at one or the other time uh, been very arrogant about how they were, you know, the hot shots in the industry and then the industry passed them over. The, uh, not just my generation, but the generation, you know, behind myself, I'm 24. You know, so hopefully the people who are going to be turning 18, a lot of them are really angry. Making fun of people. Um, it's just all horrible behavior. Like, it's everything you teach your kids how not to behave. I don't think my generation really thinks about the American dream. I don't know if we believe in the American dream, to be perfectly honest. I, I think that our parents believe in the American dream, our grandparents believe in the American dream, that you work really hard and you're going to make it to the top and be successful. I love the fact that this country is so open to, you know, to other people to come in, and there's other opportunities. And if you work hard, there's, there's, you know, definitely more opportunities in a country like where I'm from. Here's technology. Warehouser has a crew of four men and they have $8 million worth of equipment. And that equipment clears 50 acres faster than in the old days 20 men would do. A lot of that's robotics and more every day. So it's been such a restructuring and it, it's meant that a worker that was making $33 an hour might be making 18 you know, And the benefits they once had have evaporated to a great degree. So it's a new America. I think it's interesting that 
people do complain about what's going on in the government. But I think people expect too much from the government. But where we come from, we never expected anything from the government. <laughs> You're pretty much on your own. And it seems like the government policies and all that just promote pain in people's lives. You look at China. You know, everybody I spoke to when I was there for my, for my two-year job, everyone's life, you can write a book. I just feel like so painful to all these, there's no such thing as a light conversation. It's like everyone is gone through such pain and, and they really have depth in their lives. And we always, the, Amer uh, the Chinese always joke, say Americans are so naive, so innocent. So I guess now we're learning something different. That's what's so interesting about the discussion now about immigrants because my family was immigrants just 100 years ago and yours was too at some point, maybe 200, maybe 50, maybe 300. Um, but, you know, this country runs on immigrants, legal or, or illegal. Um, they're the ones, kids who are going to Harvard and, and Yale more often than not, more often than the other kids because they're striving. I, I actually think that I feel terrible for this generation um, because I think they are totally asleep. They have, um, you know, the, these phones. I was at a bar last night after a film, and when I am in public places, I try my darndest to not have my phone on. And, you know, it's like even a place where you come, where you're coming together around food and drink, there is this disruption of, um, you know, this kind of black hole that is just sucking everyone into. And it's not because the kids are so focused on these phones, it's because all of the people around them are. It's, you know, that's what they're seeing. So, I don't know, I just feel like, um, it's it's going to be really hard for them. Um, how can you find yourself if you are looking outward instead of inward? And by looking outward, they're not looking out into the world per se. They're looking into an alternate reality. I, th I think we're at the, a tipping point basically, in, in both our country and for those of us as individuals, uh, our, our world is changing drastically. And some of that is caused by events in our country. Uh, some of it is caused by events outside of our country. Uh, as we were talking earlier, last night, there was some disruptive activity in St. Louis, very near where my son lives. And there are, there are feelings that are, that are not good feelings. And, without getting into details, uh, there, are, there are things happening that should not be happening. The hate, the discontent, the looking for something negative. And I, I've often said that if you look for something bad in any situation, you'll find it. 
we're here in this beautiful hotel, the Frederick Hotel in Boonville, and we each just had a delicious meal, or mine was delicious in here. I'm, I'm sure if I had really tried hard, I could find something wrong with that steak that I ate, but I can't imagine what right now. I'd rather think about all the good things about it. And if, if people would just do that, life would be so much easier. The more we allow for people to engage and interchange, share ideas um, safely and comfortably, and with the trust that they're they're going to be heard and, and understood, you know, the more, the better we'll be. You know, and again, I see that with my kids. They don't, they don't see race. They don't see gender. They don't. They see those things. Obviously, we see those things, but those things aren't what is most important to them. I, I do truly believe that they see the inner person that they're dealing with, and there's a level of humanity there that I think is, is starting to come out, even with all the technology we have and all of the time spent. Um, in virtual space, uh, there's something there that I think is going to be uh, emerging in this society and the world that's going to be incredible. So. Yeah, so that's why this is, it's important to tell your story and to be more you, that you're, you're truly celebrating who you are as a human. Because in the end, there is no race, it's just a human race. And things like color and stuff like that are really kind of made up social stigmas or reasons for someone to look at someone. I'm, my sister's very dark, and I was doing much lighter. So I saw two different ways we were treated. And prejudice is real in America, and the, and the problem goes deep. And, and if we don't talk about the problem and acknowledge the problem, it'll never be solved. We're still fighting the Civil War with this, you know, Confederate monuments that came up after the Civil War and all these things, you know. It's... I mean, I never thought I'd ever see a bunch of guys in tiki torches that look like a, an angry IT mob uh, running through the through through Carolina, North Carolina, South Carolina, one of those, um, saying Jews will not replace us. Jews weren't trying to replace you, you know. It's like it just you see this stuff out there, and you're you're shocked how bad it's gotten. And and part of it is 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 just gruntled white people that feel that that they're losing their status, their privilege. And uh, I would argue that anyone, if someone who doesn't speak a language like English comes to this country and takes your job with no family support on his end or anything like that, you must not be that intelligent. You must not have a job that can easily replace. We need to look at a world where we educate ourselves, that we may play plenty of jobs. It's, it's not the Mexicans taking your jobs. It's the computers. I see because I was raised with the circumstances that I was. I was like, I need to do everything in my power to change my situation, but also change the situation of people who are similar to me. And that means like standing up for healthcare and standing up for like even disability rights. And the thing is, is that like voting isn't even possible for a lot of people. And like, that's not something that's, often addressed or talked about in like the south like Jim Crow laws like still they're gone but they're not gone like you don't have a driver's license because you're too poor to have a car so you don't have you can't and you can't get a driver's license or you can't drive to the DMV like you can't vote 
and that's a way to keep poor people and colored people from voting, and it's very real in the South. And even in Kansas, there was a controversy this last year because people who had imprisoned a birth certificate at the time that they registered like were suspended and weren't allowed to vote during the primaries. There is fear factors like the even the technology. Uh, man, I'm I'm behind the eight ball on a lot of it, and that's you know you start feeling uncomfortable because you're not connected in a way that is the way things are going right now. I can get by. It's kind of like treading water. I'm not a great swimmer, but I can float. <laughs> I can tread water. So there's and it's I think the world's moving pretty fast right now, and there's. There's a lot of fear factor involved with, I'm not able to change. I've had this many years, and I, I, I don't know how, I'm afraid. And that's where the compassion needs to come in, too, because it's scary. It's scary for a lot of people. Not, you know, I mean, it's like, you have to wake up in the morning and make a choice. That's the thing, it's making choices. And realizing those choices aren't just for you. We need to keep having conversations. Uh, The more conversations we have, the better uh, we will understand each other. And uh, listening is probably the most important part of uh, any conversation. And uh, thank you for listening uh, to this podcast. And uh, if you uh, like uh, this podcast, uh, you might find uh, some very interesting ones uh, in the early conversations. Um, There's uh, many conversations with uh, lots of different people. You've had a little sampling of uh, just uh, some of them here. Uh, Going forward, uh, I'll be exploring uh, new ideas and new thoughts, uh, conversations, uh, road trips, and uh, maybe a little more uh, emphasis on place, uh, because most of the travel will not be by plane, it'll all be on the road.